America's friends around the world, of which there are many, still want the United States to succeed. In some cases, they want us to succeed so much that they're willing to selectively listen and, and not pay much attention to other things that in sort of normal times would be outrageous and very concerning to them. This is RJ McGill from the American Academy in Berlin, and you're listening to Beyond the Lecture. Before joining the German Marshall Fund as executive vice president and senior advisor for security and defense policy, Derek Chollet held senior positions in the Obama administration, in the White House, State Department, and the Pentagon. He most recently served as U.S. Assistant Secretary of Defense for International Security Affairs and authored the book The Long Game, How Obama Defied Washington and Redefined America's Role in the World. A fellow at the American Academy in 2002, Chollet returned as a Richard C. Holbrook Distinguished Visitor on February 15th when he joined a panel of foreign policy experts to discuss the state of U.S.-German relations one year after the election of Donald Trump. We sat down with Chollet to discuss the most salient issues facing U.S. security, the state of the transatlantic relationship, and one of his mentors and former bosses, Academy founder Richard Holbrook. We began by asking Chollet about how the Trump administration's mixed messaging and staff shakeups have affected the affairs of state. Given the, the, the year of history that we've all lived, it feels odd to say that, that the world hasn't thrown us any curveballs, but it, in a big way, it hasn't. I mean, we haven't had the kind of crisis or, or global surprise that, that anything akin to Putin's uh, invasion of Ukraine and illegal occupation of Crimea or what happened during the Arab Spring. Uh, so that's, that's some good news. The bad news is that what we're seeing in Trump is someone who continues to disrupt, uh, enjoy disrupting, who, who uh, kind of enjoys shattering norms. It's also kind of, an, it's been an administration that is incompetent in its own way. I hear from German colleagues and German government colleagues often about how frustrating it can be to not have someone who can speak with authority on the other end of the phone uh, when it comes to dealing with tough issues like Iran or uh, North Korea. It's the degree of unpredictability, the uncertainty about the direction of the United States, and a question of, of how long this is going to going to go. Uh, I do think it will probably get worse before it gets better. Uh, and it will not end well. But the larger question, Chole says, is about the permanence of the U.S. shakeup of the liberal international order. That's the debate we're all having. The liberal international order who believe in, in a certain kind of American leadership and, and the role of the United, the traditional role of the last several decades the U.S. has played to try to uphold and strengthen that order. There's a question of is is Trump a aberration? Is he a blip? Is he is he a kind of particularly virulent virus that the United States is suffering, or is this the new normal? You know, Trump is tapping into strains in American politics and American thinking that have been there for decades. The big difference is no one was ever the president, and some are asserting that this is we can climb our way out of this. This this Trump is doing a lot of damage, but none of the damage is irreversible. But others say, nope, this is it. It's over. The, this, the, the, post the post Cold War era is truly at an end, and we are now into something very different. And the United States 
is 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 a country we should expect less from. I personally am am more in the former camp. It's hard to see how the U.S. in the near term gets out of this preoccupation we're going to have with ourselves. But I think that the kind of the fundamentals of this of American leadership remain amidst the America First inward turn. We asked Chalet what America's traditional allies are thinking long term. America's friends around the world, of which there are many, still want the United States to succeed. They they they're worried about Trump because they're worried that it's he's going to cause us to fail. Uh, uh, th- in some cases, they want us to succeed so much that they're willing to selectively listen and, and not pay much attention to other things that in sort of normal times would be outrageous and very concerning to them. Let's say in the Baltics, uh, there's a lot that one could be worried about in terms of Trump and Russia. Uh, they listen to less of that. They pay more attention to what Trump says about NATO and the fact that the United States remains committed to the NATO alliance and we still have troops in the Baltics. And I think the reason for that selective listening is because they don't want the U.S. to fail. They don't want the U.S. to go away. So that's a good, there's a, there's a, there's a demand signal. But that's not permanent. I mean, that, 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 could, that demand signal could, could be diminished over time. How are the various concerns that Chalet has outlined actually affecting strategy being made in the State Department? Is this distraction affecting America's longer-term vision of what needs to be done to remain a world superpower? For example, as regards to policy towards Russia and China? Yes, absolutely. And and that's why you see this increasing disconnect between some of the strategy documents that the United States under this administration have produced with, in some, in many cases, with what... Trump is saying and are doing. So, for example, the national security strategy and the national defense strategy, which is the military component of the national security strategy, both emphasize great power rivalry as one of the key challenges for the United States in the coming years, particularly China, but also to a certain extent Russia, particularly in terms of its military development. When you listen to President Trump, he emphasizes terrorism, he emphasizes immigrants, and he emphasizes North Korea. He doesn't talk about uh, much about great power rivalries. So we know where Trump is, we know where the bureaucracy is. The challenge for those of us outside of government trying to understand what's going on and the challenge for, for America's allies and partners around the world is that it's speaking with many, many voices. So given the setup Chile has sketched out, what keeps him up at night? What about the appeal of American power in the world? What I worry about is that that, that inherent advantage that we have, that, that for decades the United States uh, has been perceived as, for the most part, defining its interests in a way that other countries see as also in their interests. And I worry that that is what's going to go away over time. As a young diplomat, Derek Chalet was mentored by Richard Holbrook with whom he would soon work on and off for the coming decades. Just a few years ago, he and Samantha Power wrote a book about Holbrook. We asked him what the famously feisty Holbrook would do if he were still with us. So one of the great um, blessings I've had in life was I had an opportunity to work very closely with Richard Holbrook in government and out of government for many years, uh, up in, literally up until the day before he died. Um, and uh, I learned a lot from him about America and the world, about uh, how to think about diplomacy, about how to think about problem solving, about uh, the world of ideas. Um, uh, and and he was a truly uh, unique and historic figure. There's been times, I have to say, over the last 
uh, several year years now, particularly the last 12 months, where I've, I've sort of thought, I'm glad he's not here to see this because of so much of what he worked so hard and gave literally his life to building is, is being torn asunder. That said, one of the things, anyone who was around Holbrook or any with, anywhere within the blast zone of Holbrook would experience is that he was a fighter uh, and that he would not back down and that he would put his uh, considerable energies and, cre- and, and special powers, his creativity and his relentlessness to trying to solve problems that people, most people just gave up on. The thing about Holbrook, as, as the American Academy symbolizes more than anything else, was an institution builder. He would also be thinking of what can we do to try to preserve and, and uh, this order? How would we, how, what can we build next? How can we bring people together? How can we galvanize action? And so it wasn't just about fighting the battle out on the, on the op-ed pages, although he would be doing that. It would also be trying to uh, uh, find solutions in areas where we can't expect right now the U.S. government to be part of the solution. That was Derek Cholet, Executive Vice President and Senior Advisor for Security and Defense Policy at the German Marshall Fund. Cholet was at the Academy as a Richard C. Holbrook Distinguished Visitor to take part in a panel discussion on February 15th entitled U.S.-German Relations One Year Later, Transatlantic Security and President Trump. You can view that full panel discussion on our website, americanacademy.de. There, you can also hear more of our Beyond the Lecture series interviews with distinguished American political scientists, economists, writers, and journalists. You can also get the latest content from the American Academy on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Vimeo. This is RJ McGill from the American Academy in Berlin. Thanks for listening.